Yeah, you hear that music, you know that song, you know you're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I'm excited. Uh, I said I was going to change that music, but I just refuse to do that. Shout out to Kanye. Keep laying it down, man. You know, you do your thing the right way. And I'm going to do my thing the right way today. And I am going to announce one of the things that's the most important thing in life. I mean, after all, it's either life or death as to what's important in life. And I am going to announce life, birth, twins. (laughs) That's right. My boy and, uh, of course, his wife. I'm talking about Sam and Alina Henry just gave birth. And I mean, when I say just, I mean like maybe an hour ago, just gave birth to two brand new babies into the world. Haley came in at five pounds, two ounces, and Jaden came in at five pounds, 12 ounces. Congratulations. Uh, now, they're from California, but, you know, I don't know if my man needs to be playing for no Raiders. You know, a few years, we might be ready to take him out there and suit him up at the Ohio State University first and then send him on to uh, either Philly or Cleveland. They both going to need some help in about 22 years, so he'll be ready to get that money. But congratulations. Lena, I know you was tired of carrying around them twins, but uh, thanks for that smooth delivery. I'm saying it was smooth. It might have been a little painful for you, but God bless you, and God bless the twins. Okay, let me talk about something else, too. Since I'm in L.A., hey, shout out to my boy Kobe. I'm one of those people who back in the day, um, I met Kobe, and I'm one of those stupid people. Nah, it wasn't stupid. I'm not going to say it was stupid. In fact, it was Something I think when he looks back over his life, he probably would say that he, well, we know there's a couple things he might do differently, but uh, he probably might say he might consider going to college for one year. So I'm one of those people that that's what I said to Kobe when I met him and talked to him a few times. You know, when I lived in Lower Marion out there, and of course he went to Lower Marion High School, and, uh, you know, Kobe was considering if he should go straight to pros or if he should, you know, go to college. And uh, I believe he made the correct decision for him. Uh, If he looks back over his life, I think perhaps maybe he might think that, you know, he's going to wonder what it would have been like to be a freshman on a college campus at 18 years old. And that's something he never will know. And so there are a few things in life that we have a chance and we have the choice to make the decision uh, when it comes to our experiences in life. And it's always good to try to have as much experience and as much fun as you possibly can at the appropriate age. And so now, for him to go back to school, it's never too late to ever go back to school. But school is much different when you're a 31, 32-year-old man, and I'm still encouraging him to go back if he hasn't already gone back. But the experience of being on a college campus and living in a dorm room and being, you know, 18 years old, oh, man, he missed that. But that's okay. Congratulations, Kobe. One of the greatest players to ever play the game. 
I'll just flip a coin. If you can give me, I'll take you or Mike. Wouldn't make a difference. Uh, but you became, uh, last night, in a losing effort for the team of which you're part of, the number one scorer in the history of the Los Angeles Lakers. That's big. That's real. That's bigger than magic. That's real big. You know, and I think uh, with another ring, then you'll probably, you probably can wear that crown of the greatest Laker to ever play for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, but I'm already putting you up there. You know, I appreciate what you do on the basketball court and the tenacity of which you go after the victory. And I think we're going to witness some of that as I now segue into what's happening into, of course, the NFL. I think we're going to certainly have some of that, too. Uh, I'm supposed to have some guests joining me a bit later. So uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to my good friend Guy Troop from Troop 21. Uh, and we'll be talking about the Players Network event live at the Super Bowl on Saturday, this coming Saturday. And, uh, of course, as I said, that'll segue, segue me into what I want to talk about anyway, which is a little bit of football. And, and it's time for a little bit of football. But there is one thing about this game that makes this game different than any and every other game that there is when it comes to team sports at the highest level. And that is, it's one and done. That's what makes the Super Bowl the greatest sporting event, I believe, that exists. Because it's one and done. And, and that's why so many people tune into it, because of the simple fact is, many of those out there who have a team that they support, they support that team, but if their team is not in the playoffs and not in this game, they still have a passion for the game. And the Super Bowl, yeah, in the past few years, has had a history of, you know, hey, on the big stage, a big performance. A very, very good game last year. One of the greatest games that there ever was in Super Bowl history. And so leading up to the stage, it's like, okay, wow, can they live up to all the hype? And the Pittsburgh Steelers last year and the Arizona Cardinals, they lived up to the hype. This morning, the hype started. And I got to tell you, it was a pleasure for me this morning. I say this morning here in Arizona, of course, uh, on the East Coast, it was a little bit later. But I had the pleasure of talking to a young man who in his rookie year is going to be playing in the Super Bowl Fellow Buckeye, the Ohio State University first-round draft pick, Malcolm Jenkins. And one word Malcolm said to me, frat, is unbe unbelievable. I, I wanted to know what the experience he was having at the Super Bowl, you know, coming out of Ohio State, being drafted in the first round, you know, making it through the season. Got there a little bit late, got everything taken care of, got in, balling. What's the experience? It's unbelievable. So I also asked Malcolm, okay, so, uh, okay, Jersey's just right up the highway. How many people coming down? Twelve people. His family's coming down. That has got to be the most unbelievable, and that's how he described it. One word, unbelievable. I am so happy for Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, the young man deserves it. Played very hard. Um, just contributed to the team in such a way out there on that corner, 
you know, up against some of the best receivers in the game as a rookie. You know, came into the league. People didn't know if he should play corner, if he should play safety. He did it the right way. He is a corner now, and he can extend his career by being a corner now because he could become a safety later. He can grow into a safety. But, wow, to start off your rookie year in the Super Bowl. Man, I am so happy for, for Malcolm and his family. I'm going to give a shout-out to Larry Romanoff, too, because Larry pulled me and Malcolm aside when they were out here playing in the bowl game. And of course, Larry wanted to make sure that Malcolm continued to go back to the Ohio State University and finish up on that degree. So, hey, Larry, I put a plug in to Malcolm to make sure that he does that. But first, he's got another duty, and that is to get that hamstring together. And he told me that hamstring is, is feeling much, much better. So uh, I look forward to seeing Malcolm, you know, lock somebody down. But the Super Bowl... And uh, shout out to my man, Lemont Williams. Lemont Williams, of course, who has a show here outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Uh, Lemont, on a regular basis, you know, his primary base is in Houston, so he covers the Texans. But he's done a tremendous job of covering teams throughout the league and, and also other sports as well. And Lemont today was live, of course, at media day at the Super Bowl and facilitate the phone call for me and Malcolm to speak to each other this morning. So uh, technology is amazing. And so, of course, Malcolm, I got him on the cell phone, and we, we had a, you know, a brief discussion to talk about things. So I'm going to see him later in the week as I get down there to the Super Bowl. But, but Lemon should be calling in as well and uh, sharing his experience of being there uh, on Media Row. And today at Media Day, the biggest media day of all uh, at the Super Bowl, I got a chance to speak to several different players, and uh, you you'd just be amazing how much from a player's perspective, how much of an impact this whole thing has on those players. It's like you don't even you. It's an out of body experience, and I know this because many of them have told me about it. And then you can watch and you can see, it and they're and they're enjoying it. And sometimes, you know, there's a few characters here and there, and but but this year wasn't as many characters as as there has been in the past. Uh, but it's it, it's um, an amazing opportunity. It's a chance in a lifetime. It's what everybody does. With everybody who plays this game, they all do it for the purpose of trying to get to the Super Bowl. From the time you are in Pop Warner football, your goal is to win that championship. But ultimately, you want to continue to play so that you're old enough and prepared to play and win a Super Bowl game. Now, I, I would just like to play in one. I mean, really, truly, it is, it's just that it, I feel like I, there's a void in my life because I didn't get a chance to play in this thing called the Super Bowl. I, I really do, when it comes to my athletic achievements, when I look at that, I'm like, wow. I, do I feel like a, that I'm a loser? No. But I feel like I missed out on something. I can't tell you what that's like. I, I have somewhat of an idea what it might be like because of the AFC championship games of which I played in and the playoff games in Philly or playoff game in Philly, the wild card game in Philly, you know, and I knew what the what the atmosphere was like at that time. It is like boiling hot water in terms of temperature wise. That's how hot it is. The city is hot like that. The enthusiasm of the fans is just beyond imaginable. I mean, they truly, if they lose their mind during a regular season, they go completely insane. 
when it's playoff time. Now, there was another game before this Super Bowl that was in Miami, which was the Pro Bowl. And for what? There, there's no precursor needed to the Super Bowl. All the precursors come within the playoff games. To throw another game in there, a meaningless football game before the Super Bowl, does nothing but really die. And thank goodness it didn't, it didn't dilute, I don't think, the enthusiasm of those people who are eager to see this Super Bowl. I got a little music. That means I'm going to have to take a break. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm going to talk a little bit again about that dilution of the Super Bowl with that Pro Bowl game, meaningless game. But hopefully Guy Troop will be on soon. And also Lemont Williams will be joining me. This is Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. I'm Ray Ellis. I'll be right back after this message. Go on a living spree. Yeah, they say the best things in life are free. The good life. It feel like Atlanta. It feel like LA. It feel like Miami. It feel like NY. Summertime shy. Ah. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
Okay, I'm back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I say, of course, because you've known that, because you've been listening to me for some time now, and I certainly appreciate that. And one of those people who has been listening to the show and been a supporter of the show, and I certainly appreciate him uh, being with me for a long time, that's Keith from Philadelphia. Keith, I believe your computer might be a little loud in the background, but uh, welcome, man. How you doing? How you doing, Ray? Good to talk to you. Uh, I know your sentiments about the uh, Pro Bowl game before the Super Bowl doesn't really allow the league to showcase some of its greater talents. But one of the people that it did showcase and has an interest here in Philly is, of course, Donovan McNabb. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about him maybe coming your way out in Arizona. Yeah. Um, there are several options. Well, I'll tell you what, Keith, um, and uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, your computer may be a little loud in the background, but that's okay, Keith. I think we'll we'll make it through this segment of it. But I, here's what I want to say. I think that Donovan McNabb has done a tremendous job over the years of showcasing his talent. I think everybody who is a fan of the NFL, now they don't all appreciate it, but I think they've all got a chance to see what he can do. The folks here in Arizona certainly know what Donovan McNabb can do. As a matter of fact, uh, the folks here in Arizona are happy about the fact that they have a, what I believe is a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame and Kurt Warner because Donovan McNabb has put his team or had put his team in position to win the NFC Championship, not this season, but last season when the Eagles traveled here to Arizona. But the Eagles' defense was not able to stop Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner. So I'm not so sure that the people here in Arizona, I, I know they would want to have Donovan here. But what I'm not sure of, if the people in Philadelphia truly want to send Donovan McNabb to a team that has, you know, one of the best, if not the best receiver in the NFL uh and of course, that's Larry Fitzgerald. And Anquan Bolton is still a very good, very, very good wide receiver. We, In terms of trio, uh, throwing Steve Preston in there, we probably have the best trio of wide receivers here in the city of Arizona than throughout the league. So I don't see Andy. I just, Andy's a smart man. I don't see him giving Donovan to a team that he has to compete to to get back to that ultimate game of which he wants to win because if he wins, I think he one day could be considered a Hall of Fame quarter, I mean Hall of Fame coach. So that's why I don't think Donovan will end up here or in the NFC period, Keith. So what do you think about that? I'll throw that oh. back on you. Yeah, well, actually, the the big talk in in the city is one of three choices. Obviously, Arizona because it's a good matchup in terms of his talent going from a team that has good offense to another team with good offense. Uh, Minnesota's a choice, but you have to wait on Brett Farr to make up his mind. But the dark horse candidate, and one that's very interesting, is Seattle um, because they've got a number two quarterback in Wallace who's at this point in his career, satisfied with being a number two. He's not going to push Donovan. Um, a new coach coming in, a fresh approach, a fresh look. There has been some talk about the AFC teams, like you said. Um, but the thing is, there aren't really many contenders in the AFC where I think Donovan would be willing to go. And I think that would be a really tough deal. 
Well, let me ask you something because I don't know, and and I'm I'm probably gonna ask my man G Cobb a little bit later. G Cobb in the house, of course, here on Voice America Sports on Fridays. But I mean, put yourself in Andy's shoes, Keith. You you of course. Uh, have been watching Andy there in that city for a long time, and you know that this is this is a man that's committed to winning. I would not, I, and with my wildest imagination, I couldn't believe that he would trade Donovan to an NFC team. Now, if Donovan has any say-so in it, of course, Donovan wants to go to a team that has a chance to compete and not rebuilding. But well, That's the tough thing here in Philly. Um, the fans and the organization... Um, fully understand that Andy and Donovan have done a very good job over 10 to the last 11 years of putting together a winning product, getting them to the championships games, but not getting them past that. And if they cannot do it this year, which just passed, and it's not a clear indication that they can do it next year, not only is Donovan's value to the team diminished greatly, but Andy then comes in question. And Andy's had a very good career. He's gotten an extension, but this could really sour it in a lot of ways if they truly cannot make it over the home this year coming up. That's a tremendous gamble, and you know Andy is not a gambler. Well, I'll tell you what, Keith, uh, I I agree with you that Andy is not a gambler. He's he's a man that's very well prepared, uh, takes very calculated risks, probably one of the most professional men when it comes to this this profession in terms of his preparation even the the black book we all know about the black book that Andy bought in his interview uh to get this job so i i think what it is perhaps maybe Andy has said it in the past that Donovan is his, is his quarterback none of us believed it for some reason why did we want to think that Andy Reid out of all the other coaches uh, was going to be honest Abe when everybody else would lie and tell you stories and things would happen. You know, I remember even back in my time, wow, <laughs> you know, yeah. players were told they wouldn't be traded, you know, they wouldn't be cut, and they were traded and they were cut, including myself. So, you know, we can't put much trust in what a coach says, but I can tell you this, uh, you know, it's hard to change the stripes, and I just don't see Andy Trading Andy does not want to play against Donovan in an NFC or play championship game or playoff game that would determine Andy's future, and Donovan could determine his future if he's up against him in the playoffs. So uh, AFC has to be it. It's just not going to be an NFC team. Possibly, who Andy's teams need defense help. And they need it in key positions in the secondary and in the linebacker position. I'm not necessarily sure there's somebody in the AFC that they can get. Whereas in the NFC, I think there are more players that are available. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I, I certainly think that, um, you know, the Eagles do have some explosive talent on the offensive side of the ball, and they need to, you know, of course, spend some draft choice, some draft picks, um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I still think they need to have um, a running back of which can take the pounding and also the elements of the NFC East, which then dictates if you run or you pass the ball. Um, Brian Westbrook, is Brian in every down back now? I don't think he is. You know, no, I think Brian is gone. Brian is basically out of the offense. They've already looked at a new guy they brought down from Canada, um, and that pretty much has sealed 
Brian's fate. Um, the draft, depending on who's available, uh, we'll just make it you know public knowledge at that point. But he, the Eagles, as an organization, aggressively went out right away at the end of the season, uh, picked up a, a good quality running back uh, from Canada who had a very good year. I took a look at his stats. Um, and you know they're not a strong running team anyway. They're looking for somebody who's versatile, and I think that they have what they need right now to run that offense again next year. They'll probably use Weaver a little bit more. Um because he's a quality person. I don't think they're going to lose him either. So they'll be uh, aggressive in keeping him. Well, I, I hope they keep Weaver because, uh, as a matter of fact, the young man was on our show uh, last week or maybe a week before, did an excellent job. I know he's doing a, a lot of good things in the community. Not just I, I just don't want him to keep him for that reason, but I, I think that he is – uh, what they need in terms of picking up those tough yards. You know, there's been a couple of times where we need to pick up some tough yards and we weren't able to do that. Uh, listen, Keith, man, I hate to do this. I'm going to have to ask you to uh, uh, call back next week. But before you go, only because I got my good friend Guy Troop on. So before you go real quick, tell me how you think the Super Bowl is going to come out. I'm thinking that uh, it's going to be a run for the money, but Indy's going to take it in the end. Okay, you write that down, and you call me after the Super Bowl because we're going to talk about it. I'm not sure. I'm 50-50. By the end of the show, I'll make my mind up. But, again, Keith, thank you for calling, man. Look forward to us again talking to each other after the Super Bowl. I got my man Guy with me. Hey, Guy, you with me? I am with you. Hey. How you doing, right? Man, I'm doing wonderful. I think I'm doing a little better than you because I think you may be in Miami. Is it, is it raining down there today? Uh, it's overcast. It's not sunny Florida. It's overcast Florida, but uh, the Super Bowl spirit is amongst us. We are uh, trying to plan for the player networking event on Saturday, and I'm getting excited. Uh, sort of like closer to game time, you know, you get the butterflies and you're ready to go out and perform. So I, we've been working hard at it the last couple of days, and I've been in some powerful business sessions with uh, Lisa Nichols from The Secret. Les Brown was here. Uh, we have some dynamite, dynamite folks, so I've been energized and excited about uh, what's about to transpire. Well, I'm glad you got butterflies, guy, because you know you being an athlete yourself, you know butterflies is always a good thing. It's when I don't have butterflies that I'm a little concerned. That just means that you're ready, you're prepared, and you're, and you're eager to go. And and preparation is something, of course, that we want to talk about because that's what the player network event is all about. You're helping there. You're there to help assist these players in their preparation, of course, uh, from the day uh, of which their football careers uh, have ended. But uh, it sounds like uh, things are all ready to go. And, uh, of course, it's going to be Saturday starting at uh, 2 o'clock. We're going to be broadcasting live there, right? Yeah, looking forward to that, Ray. Uh, you got a great uh, network and a great group of former players and active players that uh, help you build that brand. And we're excited to the Ray Ellis Sports Show and, and all your other players who are going to be there with us will be looking at the sites and scenes and networking and helping some of our businesses get a little more exposure and helping players who are interested in, in Internet radio learn how to gain an opportunity with Voice America Sports. So I'm excited about that. Okay, guys, listen, we got that music. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back on the other side. Of course, we're speaking to our friend Guy Troop from Troop 21, who is the host of the Player Network event at the Super Bowl. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back after this message.
practice bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga race course. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Uh, Okay. We're back. Of course, we're Right here at uh, Voice America Sports. When I say we are right here, I'm right here. Of course, my friend Guy Troop is in uh, Miami, and he's calling us live. Uh, Technology is amazing. Guy is actually calling us from his cell phone, but we have to make this happen regardless of where we are. And the Internet allows us to do this anywhere in the world. So, Guy, uh, I know you've got a couple things you've got to take care of, but we, we got some business we got to take care of here. And, and, and I just want to ask you, there were a couple people that I heard retire this year. And uh, in a couple interviews, without mentioning any names, I, I heard the young men say uh, they weren't sure what they were going to do. Uh, and these were some seasoned veterans. Now, if you would have heard those comments from some, se- and I mean, you know, decade plus veterans, if you heard those comments, how would that resonate with you? Would you be happy with that or not? Well, I mean, it's it's commonplace that players uh, who have played most of their lives for one singular purpose to be the best in the world uh, might be a little concerned about what's next in their lives. And I don't, uh, it's, it's not their fault 
singularly that they they run into that fork in the road without a real solid uh, opportunity in mind. Uh, I'm, I would be a little disappointed uh, if I heard the spirit that a player didn't think he could do anything other than be an athlete. Uh, but I, I understand why players are confused or unsure about what's next. But I th- uh, what, what we have here, Guy, in Troop 21, is we have an opportunity uh, for players to apply the education of which they receive at their colleges and universities. And, and you've created a, a safe haven, an environment for which uh, corporate will, of course, be there and players will be there. So let's, let's speak perhaps to because as, as each game is played, there becomes a new group of players who have the possibility to attend because those, of course, who are still in the playoffs, chances are they'll be busy and won't be able to attend. But there's at least two groups of players that are now available to come and attend. So why don't you just talk to them a little bit because they may be listening about why they should come to the Player Network event. Well, you got uh, actually three populations, right? Uh, you know, you have a lot of the young, aspiring NFL players who are getting ready for the combine. That agents fly them down, and they're working out in South Florida and Boca. And I'm actually at the uh, property right now, the Fairmont Turnberry, where Drew Rosenhaus had 20 or 30 of his clients that are here, young college guys that need to understand branding, relationships, networking. Uh, and we would hope that uh, the message could get to those guys and they would consider coming to P&E. Then you have the active players who come down to party and hang out and enjoy the festivities. And, you know, we, we pick from that population and we market to them and we, we have you know, a number of guys who are confirmed that are active players that are interested enough in thinking about what they're going to do next and, and they're going to attend as a exhibitor or a, or a participant and try to learn more about the opportunities. Then you have really the larger population. You know, there are 13,000 former players, anywhere from 13 to 19,000 former players, depending on who you ask, in the universe that are uh, available for opportunities. Um, and many of them come to Super Bowl to fellowship and many of them can't afford to come to Super Bowl because it's an expensive weekend uh, but we try to take advantage of the alumni population the retired population of players working very closely with the NFL alumni and even the NFL retired players group as well as the uh, their local chapters here in South Florida to try to get those players out well God, I'm glad you mentioned that because um, forgive me for not identifying that group and that was a group of players of which I wanted to speak to you about in particular on this show because uh, for the past few shows we have spoke and spent uh, an extensive amount of time trying to touch uh, those players uh, at the uh, earlier stages of their careers because that's really when you and I agree we need to have a hand of influence on them as soon as we possibly can but but I want to now if you could speak to those retire players out there who, again, because of they may be a displaced employee, 
you know, the economy may have affected uh, their job status and they may be in the marketplace for uh, a new job. Or perhaps maybe they may be an entrepreneur, you know, and, and not aware of the fact that, hey, this opportunity is open to me uh, as well. And, and then just in the spirit of inclusion, that it's not just for the young players, but it's for every NFL player who either is an entrepreneur or a potential employee, if you'd speak to them and, and tell them why they should come. Well, the primary reason is that the career is short. Uh, your, your, your second career is going to be much longer uh, unless you're a, a mega Michael Jordan, LeBron James, or Peyton Manning type that you really will not be able to spend – well, you, you won't be able to afford to live off of what you earn as a as a football player over the average of four years. So it's, it's imperative that you take control of your life, you gain some confidence in your business skills and networking, and you leverage your relationships. So uh, I think that uh, there are a number of guys that are getting it. They're, they're starting businesses. They're joining networks. They're joining associations, and P&E is just one way to help guys. We, we like to say in, in a very humble spirit that, you know, we want to be here for players who are ready to walk through the door, but we don't have to think that we're, we're, we're everything and we're all things to players in transition. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the fact that you don't have to be, you know, Peyton Manning, Michael Jordan, or LeBron James because – the, the majority of times when athletes think about uh, networking and who, you know, in terms of their level of confidence of who the corporate world might be interested in, some of them may feel as if, hey, I'm not worthy. Corporate America is not it. They don't even know my name. You know, you, you talked about the confidence level of a player. Uh, this is for the special teams player as well as the all-pro player. A- am I right about that? Without a doubt, Ray, I actually think that the uh, that the 53rd man on the field, a special teams player, can make just as big of an impact uh, in the corporate world, just as big of a splash as the Hall of Famer, if networked properly, if uh, prepared for the opportunity, and if he uh, applies the same work ethic and skill set he's learned to. Uh, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the radio show. Uh, sorry about that. I'm in a uh, lot of Super Bowl hype. I had to walk to the corner of the lobby and someone that, had me. That's okay. This, they, this is live. They, uh, this is live, God. That lets them know this is live, so go right okay. ahead. <laughs> if they had to, uh, uh, if they just apply the effort that it took to become a, a professional, one of 1,800 experts to get the opportunity to play in the league, and if they just apply the same work ethic and passion and desire, to achieve at the top, and I'm certain that the 53rd guy can come to the PNE, meet someone from Bank of America or Atlantic Records or you know, Arvest Asset Management or some of our other sponsors or Exhibit or even Voice America Sports and, and go from a 53rd man on the, on the end of the bench to the Brian Gumbel of TV or the, uh, the uh, Warren Buffett of entrepreneurship. I, I believe that. And, uh, it really is all about connecting big business with players who have, you know, celebrity skill sets and contacts and then helping them figure out the product or service that they, they want to get involved with to, to sell. Well, I, I certainly feel good about this opportunity. I have noticed today, as a matter of fact, uh, watching live online, 
uh, media day uh, at NFL.com and and saw many players there. Saw my homeboy, shout out, Rue, Malcolm Jenkins, and got a chance to speak to Malcolm. But I also noticed that in the field of which I work, that a lot of the players uh, who are current players and some and obviously a lot of former players are used in, in the media. So I think what happens is, is their experience in the media as a player gives them some confidence that perhaps maybe they could explore this as a career opportunity. But in other fields, there are certain intangibles that they may have or they certainly do have in football that will transfer to corporate America. You've been a part of corporate America, Guy. Maybe you could speak to some of the athletes and the players to give them some confidence, letting them know, hey, there are intangibles that you have that you're not aware you have, but those can be applied and used here in corporate America. Could you speak about some of those consistent intangibles across the board that just about every player has that could be applied in the corporate world? Yeah, but before I do that, Ray, I want to tell you a story. I had this business summit with with world-renowned speakers and motivational speakers and exhibitors, and and uh, we just finished the summit. Uh, Magic Johnson's foundation was present. Magic had to cancel, but he sent the radio tape. Les Brown, as I spoke of earlier, and uh, Nicole—I'm uh, drawing a blank on her name now. That's that's a shame. She killed me. Uh, Lisa Lisa Nichols. I'm sorry. She. Uh, you know, she's the author of The Secret, a very powerful book. And oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I, I spoke to the group uh, really about uh, the competencies of athletes and how this group of business executives could tap into uh, athletes and, and uh, who are diamonds in the rough and make them diamonds and shine and become the bling of, corporate, of, of the corporate world. And uh, we, we had a very candid and intimate conversation about the skill set and what it takes and so the dedication, the hard work, the, the, the uh, ability to deal with adversity, the goal setting, the coachability, the diversity that exists in a locker room with an athlete is, is uh, unparalleled uh, that they can focus and, and really uh, accomplish things when, when they're so different in many ways. Uh, and I really gave him an example, like the metrics for an athlete in football, for example, is 16 games. So for, for, for 352 days of work, well, you may work more like 280 in the NFL, you only have 16 measurements. Uh, and so I played the video for Allen Iverson talking about, we're talking about practice and how he got ridiculed for talking about practice and practice and practice, but... The reason I did that is I wanted them to see that Allen Iverson became a great player because he did practice, and we were all making a, 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 a big deal out of him missing one practice, and the media blew it up. But I turned it back to the executives, and I said, if your life was on video and your metrics was 350 days a year and people had the microscope on you, would you measure up? And the answer is probably not. I mean, when you're at your corporate job, you're on the Internet, and you're, you're shopping, and you talk to your wife a little longer, and you take a longer coffee break, and your memo doesn't get in on time. And these athletes are going through the same scrutiny a hundredfold, and they come out still able to perform, to deal with the pressure of the game. And so that pressure cooker that they live in it's only 16 times a year in football or 82 games in the NBA, but it's such a perfect environment for success because they know that, hey, the game is on. 
and it's time to produce, and they can be great producers in business and entrepreneurship. Well, Guy, I, I've always felt that, uh, you know, TV stumbled upon something that has been in existence for years, and, and that are these reality shows, and to show uh, the pressure cookers of uh, working with um, Donald Trump and whatever the heck his his show was called, and and then they created some other things uh, that were spinoffs of that, and and athletes, as you said, the, the, the pressure cooker for an athlete, the temperature is so high, and it, it it's something that for a lot of people, it's not easy to make that adjustment, and there's there's reasons why throughout one's you know, pursuit of his career, he sees different people that fall off. And and that's where I was talking about some of those in, intangibles because some of those intangibles, all great athletes, or let's say athletic people don't always have all the skill sets inclusive that's necessary to become a great athlete. And well, and that's some of the things that you're talking about there, that once they reach that pinnacle, they've got all those encumbering you know, attributes that you're looking for. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Well, I'll tell you what, Guy, uh, we were going to take a break, but, but I, I'm, I'm not going to take a break because of the fact that uh, this, this is uh, a, a very good show and we're on a roll, and I just want to make sure that everybody gets as much information as they possibly can, so we're going to take advantage of not having that commercial break. But I need you to just, uh, if you will, share with the audience uh, where the Player Network event is going to be held at, uh, the actual building, what time it's going to start, and in the event that a player who has not registered, uh, how might he uh, attend the event? Uh, any active or former player can attend with their player's card uh, or their uh, union card or even their NFL alumni or retired player's card. Uh, admission is free for players. Um, we have a RSVP list for corporate executives that can attend if we feel like that they bring something to the table uh, and are there to mentor or offer a legitimate career opportunity or networking relationship with players and they come from a reputable place, uh, meaning a career path or brand that they're affiliated with, and we, we can cop uh, executives. And uh, we have 50 exhibitors across various industries. And the uh, the place to be is Saturday, February 6th, 2 to 6 p.m. at the Higher Regency Miami. Uh, it's at the James L. Knight Riverfront Central Ballroom. And uh, the address is 400 Southeast 2nd Avenue. The zip code is 33131. And uh, we're just excited about the energy of P&E and all of the possibilities. And we really want to acknowledge you, Ray, and let you know how much we appreciate you for allowing us the time to really broadcast on your network, advertise for the P&E, and uh, we're enjoying our partnership. And, and I, I'm hopeful that uh, the way in which we help to increase your business, I think you said your radio shows for athletes doubled after the P&E last year. Is that right? That's exactly right, guy. So let's double it again. Let's have a goal to go from 16 uh, shows to 32. Uh or 32 to 64. I mean, we can do it, uh, and I'm really excited about that and want to do all we can to support Voice America Sports. Well, I certainly appreciate that, and I know that uh, that our president, Jeff Spinard, is looking forward to uh, to coming down. Uh, I know that also uh, one of our other executives, David Ide, uh, for the first time, uh, is also going to attend. 
and I certainly appreciate the relationship, the friendship that we've developed over the time. But uh, I, I have to say this. I have to go on record to say this, that I truly appreciate the mentorship that's there. And, and, I, and I think it's important for me uh, because I have this microphone to share my experience with all those out there who may feel somewhat of a hesitation uh, to be involved uh, with this event. And for whatever reason, uh, you know, Troop 21. But yep. not, not not everybody, and because uh, athletes are a little, and you know this guy, athletes uh, are a little hesitant to associate uh, or attach themselves or become involved with every venture that's out there because they always feel as if somebody's out to you know take advantage of them. This is an opportunity where I think that the old cliche, I don't even know if it's a cliche, but Gary Maddox said it to me one day that every athlete or athletes need role models too. And in particular, the role that we would that we appreciate that you uh, have created in our lives is, is this role of assisting us with transition. And so I want on to say this on behalf of all players out there that we appreciate it. But I certainly wish the guards would get down. They let the guards down and certainly they get in line to take advantage of something that's going to really complete their lives and sustain the livelihood of which they enjoy right now as, as active players. Well, I'm, I'm excited about uh, our RSVP process. We're going to hit the streets with the players' party and some other events. So we, we look to have a, a, a good representation of both active and former players and players who are really interested. Uh, again, the message that I would send to the listeners the non-players who are listeners that are doing okay in business or see athletes as potential diamonds in the uh, potential diamonds or employees or people that can help them grow their brands and businesses. Athletes need mentors. And uh, I have 12 categories of mentorship that I like to sort of share with people about athletes for careers. And I want to just put that really in the minds of your listeners so that they can actually consider the role that they could play in helping athletes. And I'll just go down the list real quickly. You know, athletes need sounding boards, people to bounce things off of. They need guides, people that can offer perspective. They need a confidant, someone they can tell the darkest secret. I, I, I spent all my money. Uh, they need confidence builders, someone that can pat them on the butt. They need allies, people that will get with them in the trenches and work to grow a brand or a business or help them in a job. They need counselors, people that will help them explore the consequences and the potential decisions they make. Uh, they need facilitators, people that show them how to ask the right questions and maneuver. They need coaches. We know what a coach does. They need advocates, people that are champions that can, can really, really get them to the next level. I can stamp this guy worthy. Uh, they need a savvy insider. I would consider myself a savvy insider. I've worked in sports for a number of years. I love to be able to provide just a little piece of information that may help an athlete avoid the roadblocks. Uh, they need a catalyst, someone that can stimulate the athletes uh, to make the right move at the right time. I think you serve as a catalyst, right? Your show is you're, you're, you're imploring athletes to get involved in their lives and take advantage of their post-career opportunities. And then lastly, uh, it's the P&E. It's the player networking event, and athletes need a network. So the, your listeners, we'd love to have you in, in the network. But as I said at the conference, we want people that want athletes uh, for their attributes uh, and their gifts and their talents off the field, not their money. And uh, if we can get 
people in their network to do that, I think athletes will let their guard down and trust. And through, through trust, business ventures might form where they will give money to a venture, but that is not, should not be the basis of, of the starting point of the relationship. Well, God, that is, uh, that's amazing. I mean, those are uh, things of which uh, I, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, are certainly needed. And uh, it's amazing that you're able to, um, to supply um, those uh, various, some of them are services uh, that you mentioned. And, uh, you know, other of them are just uh, words of encouragement. But everything applied to one's life, I think, would certainly uh, make him uh, and his family uh, a successful uh, story uh, because there's been so many catastrophe stories out there. And I'm just so happy that, you know, the Player Network event, I know I can go as, t- as far back as with at least here on this network. Uh, Chuck Foreman, uh, you know, I can go from Chuck Foreman and, and come up to uh, present-day athletes that I've either uh, had a show, hosted a show, or have been on the network, you know. And so we appreciate the fact that we're working with you because uh, I think, if I'm not wrong, you said that what we do here in terms of uh, some form of journalism, some form of broadcasting, is the second most desired post-career for at least football players. That's right. And uh, it's a great training ground. You have a great model. They can help you develop content. You can help them develop their voice. I mean, we, was here, we were here with Les Brown, and he's, he's a world-renowned expert at helping people develop their voice. He was here in the business summit training athletes how to develop their voice and tell stories and be passionate about it. And, and really, that platform is what you're all about. And uh, I see it as a, just a, a, a fertile ground, a fertile research ground, and we're going to create uh, the, the next... Tom Joyner or the next uh, Brian Gumble or the next Oprah Winfrey. I'm certain of that uh, through, through your content opportunity and, uh, and the training ground that Voice America Sports provides for athletes. Well, I certainly appreciate that guy. I, I said to many athletes, I said, you know, what else is there out there in the world where a person can be an expert in that field if they don't work in that field or they're not an educator? But for some reason or another, in the world of sports or journalism or broadcasting of sports, you have a lot of people who either never played the game at the highest level or whatever, but they're perceived as experts. So I, I want to get more of my fraternity brothers here and become a part of this. I see that our time is kind of winding down. I know you're not allowed to do this, but I'm just going to ask you this, guy. I never asked you this. I need. I, I want to know who you're going to be rooting for in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, my, I'm going to be rooting for the NFL to have a fabulous ball game <laughs> between two teams, and they can compete at the highest level. I mean, you know, I, I will tell you that I think Peyton Manning is the greatest quarterback we will ever see, and I predict that Peyton will prevail. Uh, but, man, how could you be upset if Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl in that state? Uh, it's such a poor state and such a uh, state in need of, of something to be happy about and cheer for. How, you know, how would you be mad if those guys won the game? So I might sound like a politician, but honestly, I'm not rooted in uh, with any one team. Uh, I do know Coach Caldwell very well, so I, you know, if I were pulling for someone, I would be pulling for him. But uh, that 
you know, I'm in sports and I just like to see great competition and, and both teams are winners because they got to the game and very few can ever say that they played in a Super Bowl. Well, to me, that, that doesn't sound like a politician. That sounds to me like a very smart role model. And I'm glad that you're playing a role uh, with former players and helping us with our transition for when the game is no longer what we do to earn a living but we can at least talk about it here on Voice America Sports. It's, it's been my pleasure to talk to Guy Troop, the CEO and founder of Troop 21, who is hosting the 10th anniversary of the Player Network event at the Super Bowl. Of course, next, no, this Sunday in Miami, we're going to be broadcasting live. Just go to voiceamericasports.com, and we'll be broadcasting live from the Player Network event in Miami. That's this Saturday from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. And that's Eastern Standard Time. So do the conversion to the Pacific Coast time. But God, just want to thank you, man. Wish you much success. Enjoy yourself. And of course, I want to see you down there Friday. Okay, give me your slogan, man. I'm Ray Ellis with Sports America Sports and Other Things. Doing what? <laughs> Hey, I am Ray Ellis here at Voice America Sports. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Living like it matters. Okay, man, I look forward to seeing you on the other side. All right, guy, appreciate it. All right. Okay.